Company Watch Financial Analytics. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of our Company Watch Coronavirus podcast. I'm Joe Kettner, CEO of Company Watch, and I'm joined by Nick Hood, Financial and Commercial Risk Analyst. Welcome, Nick. Good morning. So, as usual, we're going to try to keep this to a 15-minute roundup of the main news of the week um, and, and look at how we think that might impact our listeners managing business risk, particularly in credit and supply chain. Today, we're recording on Friday, the 17th of April, and we're going to be talking about the Office for Budget Responsibility, OBR, scenario that was published on Tuesday. This is all about analysing the possible economic impact that the COVID-19 pandemic will have on the UK economy. And I think that's going to be the the main bulk of what we're going to talk about today. But we also want to touch briefly on a developing row between the major auditors and large clients about going concern audit qualification, um, which I think really does need to be looked at in light of the stark figures that the OBR uh, are talking about. So, Nick, can you talk us through the main points of the OBR scenario? I'm sure we've all seen the headlines and that they're basing this on an absolutely astonishing 35% drop in economic output in the second quarter of 2020. But they seem fairly bullish about the speed of uh, the recovery that we might expect after that. So what's your take on that? Well, um, these these people are the experts. They have access to much more detailed analysis than any of us could ever, um, ever get. Um, The degree of correction in Q2 doesn't surprise me. Um, uh, some of the individual sectors, which we'll talk about uh, in, a, in a minute, are, are seriously frightening. Um, but yes, I mean, I, you, know, I, you can see that across the economy, uh, a third of GDP, um, a reduction of a third in GDP, not not so very um, not so very surprising. Um, my worry is the suggestion that this is going to be the traditional V-shaped. Um, uh, blip, you know, where the, the graph goes steeply down one side, hits the bottom and bounces back up in the next quarter or the next couple of quarters. There's also and just talk- tell us about those shapes, because there is a lot of talk about V-shapes, U-shapes, L-shapes. Do you, yes, well, do you mind just I mean, doing a quick... The V-shape, is, V-shape is literally um, a savage one-quarter correction, uh, uh, downward correction, which then writes itself to some extent in the next couple of quarters. So you get right. sort of the chart goes down uh, to a point and comes back up again. There's talk about U-shaped, which is where it uh, comes down sharply, um, bumps along the bottom for one or two or three quarters and comes back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, the other shapes are the uh, what I refer to as the bathtub shape, where it goes goes down and then bounces along the bottom for much longer and then comes mm-hmm. back again. Or, or indeed the the L shape, which is Armageddon, where it goes down but never comes back. Never up comes again. back again. Yeah. My my um, my concern about saying Q two is going to be terrible, Q three is not going to be great, but hey, by Q four we'll be up and running again. Um, maybe not at quite the same level. Is that I actually just and to be fair to the OBR, they're saying you know, these are based on certain assumptions: a three month lockdown um, and a three month. Um, easing of lockdown and then normality after six months. The more we know about the virus and the health issues, the less certain that outcome um, is, because Mm. now we're talking about going in and out of lockdown according to changes in infection uh, rates. Um, And 
and well, no sign look, really of an imminent vaccine or anything, which is basically the, the only way we stop. Well, and, and, cycle. and lots of people looking at this situation and saying, how can I get back to normal life? Um, even with some wearing masks and gloves and with social distancing, how can I go back to a crowded pub, a theatre? Um, how can I book a, a flight uh, where I'm shoulder to shoulder with somebody I don't know? How can So I think there are many uncertainties. So my concern is that certainly we're going to get an awful correction in Q2. We know that. Um, you know, retail sales in March, um, biggest drop um, of all time, retail footfall in March down 70.1% um, and will be worse in well, April. And bear in mind sure. that the lockdown actually didn't start until the end of March. Did it? I mean, 23rd, 23rd. Of, 23rd of March. Yeah. 23rd of March. So the sectors they highlight are, I guess, no surprise to to any of us. Um, wholesale, retail, and the motor trade. I mean, it's it's retail mm. where clearly you know, we have a rash of insolvencies going on. We have a lot of retailers allegedly um, waiting for the uh, the new uh, relaxed moratorium procedure that we talked about in our in our last podcast mm-hmm. um, to come into force. And there's also um, a lot of chat going on in the industry about. Um, this wonderful phrase, um, owners of businesses, retailers, um, looking, f- appointing experts to do an accelerated sale process, which means they're going to go out and look for um, any vulture fund with a bit of cash in it to get rid of this thing before it gets worse. Yeah. So just get so, rid of the problem. So just retail, out, yeah. retail, horrible. Mm. Um, food and accommodation, yes. Hotels and restaurants, again, um, restaurant chains are falling around as Carluccio's um, uh, gourmet burger king that my granddaughters love so much. <laughs> um, and uh, the other one, of course, that they're forecasting a big hit to is construction. And yeah. construction is, they're saying 70% um, output drop in Q2. And talking to people in the industry, it's a practical problem. And uh, the uh, the problem is, how do you safely operate a site. Um, It means that uh, worker density on site gets very difficult. And the thing that nobody's talking about is uh, most construction contracts contain um, penalty clauses for for late completion. And and I did say to somebody in the industry um, yesterday, I imagine there are some very adult conversations going on between main contractors and clients about what's going to happen if they can't finish a project because either the government won't allow them to work safely um, on it or they can't get the labour or they can't get the materials. All problems. So I think those are three sectors. Yeah. And I think that will that will kind of come out over the, over the next period, I suppose. Yeah. And we've got supply chain issues potentially um, as well in that in that sector. It's actually getting them the materials on site. Well, I mean, it's certainly a problem in construction. It's, it's already emerging as some of the automakers in Europe begin to open their facilities again, um, and, and indeed in China. And they're finding that um, they're reaping the whirlwind of having underinvested in the quality of their supply chain. So, you know, we've had 15 years of um, the only determinant on the supply chain was price. Mm. And so you've got some very weak components in the supply chains in many industries. Um, Construction is one of them, um, automakers, but manufacturing in, in general. So supply chain issues are going to slow the, the recovery as, um, as well. So, but OBR will adjust this again. They'll report again in another month. 
That's right. They're, they're looking to do a, an update, aren't they, every every month or so. So we'll yeah. obviously be keeping an eye on on that and see how things um, how things so change. We'll, we'll, but the we'll conclusion is is basically not surprised at the at the sharp correction, but we're yeah. not really quite convinced that the the upside is going to be as smooth and as quick. It's definitely my fear, and yeah. and, I, and it's shared by a lot of commentators as well. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much for um, for that, Nick. And I suppose really that that leads on to this um, this kind of developing issue really of this going concern in the qualification in the audit report. Yes, what's, so, what's happened here is that um, companies are required to confirm that they will remain going concerns for the next 12 months. And if they can't confirm that, the auditors are required to qualify the accounts, make a statement that they haven't been able to satisfy themselves. Um, but all well and good. Um, that, that's the sort of cut and thrust of discussion between auditors and companies, normally academic, because on the whole, in normal times, companies are going concerns. What's happened here is that I think the corporate world looked at the government's decision to relax the sanctions against directors for wrongful trading and said to themselves, how on earth are we supposed to confirm going concern under the current circumstances? Mm. We're having trouble trouble forecasting a week ahead, never mind 12 months ahead. Um, and so the expectation was that maybe there would be a little bit of slack cut in this area. And the FRC, the Financial Reporting Council, came out immediately saying there can be no relaxation of this. It's more important than ever that auditors and companies address this issue and uh, and if there has to be going concern qualification there has to be going concern qualification now forget well, the reputational that. damage for the big companies the listed companies the problem is that a going concern qualification triggers um many loan and financial uh, overdraft um, covenant breaches it's a requirement of many funding arrangements that the companies are going concerned for obvious what reasons. What happens? And, and so, if you breach a, a covenant, what are the implications there? Um, it, well, is that the the um, the bank can call the loan or so can terminate immediate repayments potentially? Yeah, and 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 I hark back when I think about this to a case um, about four years ago when a well-known sofa retailer went into administration with substantial millions of pounds of money in the bank because it knew it would run out of money before the next Christmas trading season, couldn't, couldn't, the directors couldn't satisfy themselves that they, they could survive for 12 months, called in administrators. So this is a big, this is a, a, a big deal, a, a, a big deal. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how that, uh, how that. Now there's out. a little silver lining here. We said in terms of the deferral yeah. of um, accounts, you can defer your accounts for three months. Three think. months at company's um, house. And, which, which, if the OBR is to believe, then you know that will be the worst of the period yes. over, and we'll start to see recovery. But you know, we, as we said, we, we've got some doubts about whether whether things are going to quite work out in that in that way. So yes, this this will be a row that that actually becomes quite relevant um, over the next couple of months, I guess. Yes, that's right. Um, so we'll obviously right. keep um, keep an eye on that. And then I think you know, as I say, we're we're it's amazing how how time flies, isn't it, Nick? When we're yeah. when we're chatting. But I think the last thing we wanted to talk about um, this on this day particularly yep. is next week because we're coming up to payroll we're coming up to april payroll and that's going to be so with the the business um the government's scheme for furloughed employees is up and running on the website yep 
but have, no money, have companies receive money? No. My understanding is no, no cash. The, the, and and we, the well-documented um, problems with the, uh, with, the, with the loan scheme for companies uh, and the grant schemes through local authorities are going quite well. The, the problem you've got is that next Friday or the following Monday, SMEs up and down the country have to run their payrolls for the furloughed staff and for those they've, they've retained. Question is, will the money be there? Will the money be there? And there was a survey, uh, there's a tracker of confidence, SME confidence, um, run by an outfit called the Corporate Finance Network, which represents um, accountants in the in the, in that small end of the market. Yeah. Run, run in combination with the uh, ACCA, and they said that ten percent of their clients had already closed their businesses permanently and were in the process of liquidating them. Gosh, and that's shocking. I mean, even I, we don't have a representative that is of the economy as a whole, but anyway, that's still that's pretty a shocking. A shocking yeah, and, figure, and, and thirty-eight percent of their of, of the clients, and it's a it's a survey of twelve thousand uh, companies. Thirty-eight mm-hmm. percent uh, of those clients didn't believe they would be able to access the cash to survive another four weeks of lockdown. So next week's highly critical, as yeah. are the three that follow, but next week particularly. So people don't have to pay their VAT, the, the, the March quarter VAT. That's good news. Um, but uh, will these And we do wonder run? whether whether the, um, the mid, middle of the month POE that's due to HMRC, so from the March payroll, whether that will have been paid, you know, people, then yeah. decisions being made about that. We have no way of knowing. No. That, and the government, I suspect, are probably unlikely to, um, to disclose that, that information. Um, so that's obviously something we'll, we'll look at quite, quite closely next, um, next week. Well, thank you so much again. Nick, it's been, uh, again, I feel like we've covered quite a lot of topics in quite a, a, like a high level area, but I hope that was a useful, um, a whiz through. And obviously we'll, we'll keep a, a watching brief on these, um, on these things. And I think we're just learning, aren't we? As a week go by, the extent of the damage is yes. becoming slowly more, um, more obvious. And, you know, there doesn't seem to be that much in terms of good news. Um, no. at the moment on any front. And I suppose for a while, we, we, we are going to see more and more implications that, that we yeah. hadn't really um, understood about. So um, we'll obviously, we'll record again next week. Thank you again, Nick, for, for joining Pleasure. me. And as always, if there are any other topics that people would like to uh, know about, please do let us know. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.